the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Situation Report today. Very glad to have you joining me. This is the show where we provide the information and perspectives you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. My name is Jeremy Stolnicker. Very happy to be with you and to have this conversation with you. This is one of those conversations that I think most of us would prefer not to have. And yet it is so important from a perspective on what's going on in the world and how it can impact us. We must understand China. And we've talked about China, but today we have on a guest who's been with us before, who's been uh, man so key in helping us understand these big, important global issues. He is here to talk today about China and give us the right perspective. I'm so thankful that he is. Please enjoy this conversation with Frank Gaffney. Great to have back on with us here on the Situation Report, Frank Gaffney, uh, again, friend a uh, friend of ours as an organization of the Mighty Oaks Foundation, certainly a friend of this show and has been very helpful and insightful in the past. Uh, Frank, glad to have you on. There's so many crazy things going on in the world. We could probably talk about a thousand different things, uh, but I appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. The pleasure's mine and... I'm happy to talk about any of the things that you want to talk about. <laughs> Sometimes I look at the list and I think, where do I want to start? Uh, one of the things we have, have spent a little bit of time talking about, but not a lot, and it's it's becoming more and more in the news and in our face, is, uh, is China, our relationship to China, um, the Chinese Communist Party. So we want to spend some time there, and I know this is something you spend a lot of time writing about and talking about. So uh, let's just... Kind of start at the beginning, maybe give us an overview of uh, the United States' relationship to the CCP, what it historically has been, and then uh, we'll kind of move on to some of the more pressing issues like Taiwan. Sure. Well, if I can go back to your opening comment, uh, this issue is in our face. I think it's more accurate to say it's at our throat. The Chinese Mm. Communist Party has, from its inception, sought the objective of ruling the world. The principal impediment to that has always been the United States of America. Hence, it has always been part of its grand design to destroy this country. What has happened in the past 30 or so years is that this has moved from an aspiration to an actual option. Ironically, tragically, maddeningly, in part, it's our fault. Because Mm. back in roughly 1991, the then general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party, the dictator of China, Deng Xiaoping, the man who brought us the Tiananmen Square massacre, adopted a strategy he called the hide and bide approach. That is to say, hide China's true intentions bide its time while enlisting the help of the West in general and the United States in particular to enrich 
and mm. greatly empower the Chinese Communist Party in the naive or ridiculous notion that as they became wealthier, the Chinese Communists would be more like us and yeah, behave right. well. Right. To the contrary, as they became rich, they became more aggressive to the point where now they actually seek not only to bring the island of Taiwan under their dominion through force of arms if necessary, but they yeah. actually seek, as I said earlier, that ultimate objective to become once again, as they believe is China's rightful place historically, the middle kingdom, the center of the universe, mm. the dominant power in the world. And we must be removed in order for that to happen. Right. It, it may be um, overly optimistic or Pollyannish even, but much of the talk regarding China is they do have these aspirations, the, the aspirations you just outlined, but economically they are imploding upon themselves. They don't have the military might. They're a paper tiger. They would never be able to accomplish the things that they've said they want to do. Uh, how do you how do you view that? I mean, how do you how do you think about those things? Because clearly they're struggling economically. <laughs> clearly they have not moved into China, uh, Taiwan. There's got to be a reason for that. How do you view that? Is that an aspiration they have that they cannot attain, or is that something we sincerely need to be concerned about? Well, there's no doubt that the Chinese Communist Party is now having real trouble economically at home. Uh, their lockdowns, um, their real estate bubble, yep. their banking bubble, all bursting and creating hardship uh, not unprecedented in the history of the Chinese people. After all, sure. a hundred million of them were murdered yeah. by the Chinese Communist yeah. Party in the past. Yeah. So this is a rough yeah. patch, and it may well imperil the Chinese Communist Party. Um, that, that's the good news. The bad news is that totalitarians, notably communists, yeah. but not exclusively, when they confront these kinds of domestic challenges, not infrequently do what the political scientists call social engineering. Look over there, folks. There's mm -hmm. a foreign threat. There's a boogeyman who is in need of our military action to prevent them from doing harm right. to us. Rally around the flag, boys. Put up with all of the difficulty, the repression, the sacrifice that mm. we insist upon in order for the motherland to succeed. That is, I think, a distinct possibility now and not confined, unfortunately, to doing what they've long sought to do. You're right, to Taiwan, but to us as well. And here's the thing. I I haven't heard people talking about the Chinese military as a paper tiger in a long time. That's a term, of course, they used to use about us. Yep. I think we are yep. increasingly are becoming a paper tiger. In fact, we did a very mm. interesting, you, your, your team would be particularly interested in it, uh, webinar yesterday as part of a series we mm. called USA Betrayed, in which we talked about what the Biden administration has been doing to essentially take down the American military. That's, of course, the only military we have, and the one that if this yep. is indeed the Chinese Communist Party's ambition to destroy this country is the only thing standing between us and it. Yep. So here's the point. 
The Chinese now, I think, are widely understood to have the capabilities to take Taiwan. They might destroy it in the process. It might be a terrible cost to them as well as the Taiwanese people, of course. But they have put into place the means by which to do it if they choose to. Why haven't they done it before now? Well, I think partly because it's hard, partly because they were putting this capability in place, and partly because they never had until now an American president they owned, like they do Joe Biden, and whom they have right. confidence is not going to resist or otherwise impose serious costs on them for doing what they intend to do to Taiwan. For that matter, I think it's not entirely clear he's going to impose real costs on them if they wind up attacking our assets, our personnel, even our mm. territory, sadly. Yeah. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you will save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. This blowout sale of the year won't last, so order now. Mike has taken two years to develop the My Slippers, and they are designed to wear both indoor and out all day long. Made with My Pillow foam and Impact Gel to help prevent fatigue, they are also made with quality leather suede. Call 1-800-870-0283, use the promo code SITREP, or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code SITREP. This offer will not last long, so order now with promo code SITREP at MyPillow.com. Interesting. Um, clearly, the Biden administration has uh, they have a relationship with China. I don't know uh, a better way to say it. They have a relationship with China. Um, well, owned not pushing is the term by China. Own, owned <laughs> is the term. And, and I think that's the right thing. Owned by China. Um, in fact, you know, we've talked about this before and you've talked about this before, that uh, one of the major obstacles that Donald Trump presented was a relationship with China. And I think that that is, it's puzzling to me, but I guess my question in this is, Joe Biden owned by China and Joe Biden, the president and his administration seeking to undermine our own military, um, which if you had told me that three years ago, I would have said that that's not true. Um, it's, it's so clear now that that's what's happening and kind of the vehicle that's being used is COVID and, and, you know, a lot of those kind of things and other leadership. Critical race theory, um, we, indoctrination. Critical race theory. Tax mandates. Uh, we, could, yeah. we could walk through all of it purges. and it's happened very, very quickly. So two questions. One, how is Joe Biden owned by the Chinese government and why? Is it a, is it, um, a philosophical agreement? Is it he, he sees a world the same way that China sees the world? Is it something else? And why the undermining of our military? And how do those two connect? Really important questions, and arguably never more so than now. Um, a colleague of mine, Trevor Loudon, who is a serious student of Marxist penetration and co-option of our elites, points out that Joe Biden, when he was, I think, 26 years old, ran for the United States Senate for the first time with the mm. backing of a group called the Council for a Livable World, which was a Marxist mm. communist Soviet front group. Wow. He's been a hard leftist, I think, most of his life, particularly when it comes to matters involving our national security. As Robert Gates, the Secretary of Defense, 
under the Obama-Biden administration famously put it, he's been wrong on every major foreign policy issue, period. And that continues to be the case today. Worse, we now know, thanks to the revelations of Hunter Biden's laptop most especially, Joe Biden was actually bought by the Chinese for, by some estimates, $35 million. His son got $1.5 billion, as I recall. So it, yeah. anybody's guess how much of that actually flowed to the mm. old man, as they say, the big guy. Right. But the point is, what we now know unmistakably is the commander-in-chief of the United States of America is actually, I think, ideologically, as well as in terms of his public persona, controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. They have the goods on him in a way that makes Eric Swalwell look like Mm. a Boy Scout. Mm. We're talking about, I'm afraid, um, a compromise that had this happened at anybody else's level in the federal government, most especially in the military, as you know, you'd be serving hard time in the brig. Yeah. And this man is running our country, nominally at least, and making policy with respect to China, among other things. And finally, I just have to tell you, when we hear periodically these accounts of Joe Biden talking for hours and hours on end, I think four hours down to maybe two, with Xi Jinping, the dictator today of China, knowing what we do about Mm. Joe Biden's condition, there's only one thing that can be going on, and that is that he's being given dictation by the Chinese Mm. leader about what's going to be his policy approach. And I did a commentary just today on the subject. I, I asked the question somewhat rhetorically, if Joe Biden were working for the Chinese Communist Party, is there anything that he would be doing that he is not doing right now? Right. And I can't think of a thing. Yeah, right. And then the undermining of our military is because that is an obstacle to the pursuit or the agenda of the Chinese Communist Party. Is that is that a fair well, uh, assessment or assertion? Yes, as you know, uh, the great Chinese strategist thousands of years ago, Sun Tzu, said, mm. it is better to win without fighting. Mm. Yeah. And what better way to assure you win without fighting than essentially disabling the enemy's military from being able to fight? And we're right. not quite at that point yet, thank God, but that's the trajectory we're on. And this, this panel discussion, and by the way, people can get it at presentdangerchina.org, and I really commend it. That and all of our webinars, really, there's such an education. I'm a little close to it because yep. I moderate them, but this one especially <laughs> was really powerful yep. in terms of what damage is being done for the through the, the means that we discussed a moment ago, but with the unmistakable effect that we're demoralizing we're depopulating, and yeah. we are undermining in any other way the fighting force, the only one we have to defend us against a threat like that the Chinese represent today, let alone what they're building with our money. Um, 
I, I don't believe that we're too far gone or that we've passed so far across the line that we can't get back to where we need to be. Um, but how do we get back to where we need to be? What steps need to be taken? What can be done to um, eliminate or at least build a wall between us and this present danger? Well, I just alluded to one thing that we should be doing right now. First and foremost, everything we've talked about is being made possible, at least in part, by us. Hmm. Unknown to most Americans, particularly the 160 million or so of us that have money invested in our capital markets, a very substantial portion of those funds is being migrated to the Chinese Communist Party. There are mm. people like Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock. Yeah, I was going to ask you about BlackRock. BlackRock yeah. is, is, is the 800-ton gorilla in this mix. And Larry Fink is an idée fixe that, in addition to wanting to screw up our industries by imposing on them this environment, social, and governance crap, he's determined to have as much money as possible invested in China. He's making money. He's made a fortune off of this, but it's not clear that it's actually working out so well for the investors whose money he's putting there. But what we do right. know is right. it is enabling all of the bad stuff China's doing, from its military buildup to its economic warfare to its belt and road colonial buildout to its subversion to its threats to Taiwan to you know its uh, its efforts to dominate space of all things, on mm. top of mm. what's happening on this planet. So you put all that together. The first thing we ought to do is to say enough. It's yeah. your money. Yeah. If somebody is investing it for you, whether it's a pension fund, a 401k plan, yeah. a mutual fund, a ETF, whatever, you need to go to them and say, I don't want my money invested in China. And you've got a very powerful mm. reason. If this does, in fact, as I fear, turn out to be not just unrestricted economic warfare, political warfare, even biological warfare of the kind yeah. that they've waged against us with this COVID attack. Yeah, yeah. The kinetic war that's coming will mean you write off every dime that you've invested in China because you'll never get it back. Sure. So you have a powerful incentive to say to your financial advisor, not my money. The other thing yeah. that we need to do, we've put together a brief. We call it the brief, based on the information that we've developed at our Committee on the Present Danger China, as I mentioned, presentdangerchina.org, um, a book that we published called The CCP is at War with America, which you can get mm. for free at ccpatwar.com. And we've put it in a briefing specifically designed to try to equip those who seek to represent us in elections this fall mm to make sure they, none, they know what's going on with China, what the intentions of the Chinese Communist Party are, what we're doing that's actually making that danger all the more great, and what we need to do instead. And there are a couple of things that I would just mention that come as kind of the, the, the real recommendations of this brief, which, again, people can find out more about at ccpatwar.com. One is we need to recognize the Chinese Communist Party for mm. what it is, as our mortal enemy. Second, we need to get on a war footing, much as they are, to defend our country against this threat. 
that means weaning ourselves from supply chains in China for medicine, for heaven's sakes, among many, many other things. Mm. We need to rebuild our military end this war against it that Joe Biden has been waging <laughs> right. and ensure that it's right. in fighting trim. And last but not least, we need to stop underwriting that mortal enemy. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Yeah, that's good. Um, one of the questions that I've had over the last uh, six or eight months has been China's relationship to Russia. Um, they've been very uh, quiet on what's happened between Russia and Ukraine. Um, what is the relationship there, if any, and how does China view what Russia is doing in Ukraine? I think that's important when we then pivot to Taiwan and how they view Taiwan. Hugely important, you're absolutely right. In fact, this was the subject of one of our recent webinars as well, looking at this, what they call no limits mm. partnership, mm. which was announced, interestingly enough, at the opening day of what we called the genocide games, the Olympics in Beijing yep. in February. Interesting. When Putin and Xi got together and they rolled out this obviously well-developed, long-planned yep. alliance, the starting point of which was for Putin to go into Ukraine as soon as the games were over, which is exactly what he did. Right. A second part of which is unquestionably that Russia will similarly support China, when it goes after Taiwan, or mm. us for that matter. Mm. And this relationship has now been developing for years uh, at the military level, at the diplomatic level, commercially. In fact, you, you say that they've been quiet about uh, Ukraine. Money speaks louder than sure. anything else. Yeah, and sure, what they've been sure. doing is they've been buying on preferential terms uh, oil and gas from Russia and otherwise helping to prop up Putin's war machine. This is, again, a whole nother level of problem because it's not just the Chinese as serious a danger as they represent. It's the Chinese plus the Russians. And here's a just final point on that. The Russians and the Chinese have in recent years increasingly been exercising their nuclear forces mm. together in what appear to be joint strategic attacks against this country with nuclear weapons. That's a problem. And yeah. unfortunately, especially when our military, particularly our nuclear forces, are obsolescent, that's a danger that we cannot ignore. Yeah. Um, I, just, uh, I just finished reading a couple of weeks ago a book called Stalin's War. 
and it's uh, it's very long, it's very heavy, but it, it details how Stalin really is responsible for World War II and so many of the things that happened there and uh, the genocide. But but the infiltration of the United States through Stalin's Communist Party, um, as well as then his relationship to the communists in China and that long-term relationship that's been there. It's crazy. Without the view of history, we can think all of this is new or it's just come out of left field somehow. But this has been a long game and a plan that was put in place a long time ago that's now coming to fruition. And I think so many of us, we just are just unaware of it and just have missed that and think it's all going to be fine. But it's not going to be fine. Well, you're absolutely right. We tend to think that, you know, this is a permanent state of affairs. We're the world's superpower. Nobody's really going to mess with us. We're the greatest economy in the world. Uh, And unfortunately, history is replete with examples of great powers ceasing to be great in fact, oftentimes be destroyed. Mm. And that's in prospect if we don't wake up and realize that before there was a Chinese Communist Party that was set on our destruction, there was a Soviet Communist Party right. that from its inception with right. you know Lenin's yep. takeover in the Bolshevik Revolution yep. had been dead set against destroying the West, including us. So this is indeed a long-planned thing. I, I would commend to you another book, American Betrayal, by mm. my friend Diana West, which gets into great detail about that penetration of our government during yep. Fed, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's administration yep. Yep. and and what it did for the war effort and what it did subsequently to bring us the Chinese Communist yeah. Party. In fact, it was... Soviet agents inside the Treasury Department and inside the White House and inside the State Department who enabled the Chinese communists to win instead of Chiang Kai-shek, which brought us back to where we began, to Taiwan. I didn't dislike uh, FDR until I read that book, and now I get angry every time I think about his presidency, yeah. beyond beyond the New Deal stuff and the rest of it, it but his relationship to uh, particularly Stalin and what that brought about, what could have been stopped if only we yeah. had tried. Um, I, I don't want to leave this conversation without coming back to Taiwan for a minute. Um, Americans, people in the West, have the ability to look at Taiwan and say, well, China has a claim to Taiwan. And so what's happening there, it is their country. It's, a, it's, it's not a separate country. It's part of China. In fact, I heard this week that um, Apple products that have long been labeled as made in Taiwan now will be labeled as made in China. So people see it that way. Why is Taiwan important and why is it worth defending and protecting? There are a couple of reasons. Um, There's a very practical one that is likely to affect all of us. And that is that American businesses in their infinite wisdom Hmm. have over the years enabled, I think, something like 95% of the world's advanced silicon chips, best in the world, to be manufactured in an island 100 miles off of China's coast to which it has a claim. When China seizes Taiwan, if it has its way, that supply chain will likely go away. Right, right. By some estimates, the impact and ripple effect of that will be a 5 to 10% reduction in the gross domestic product of the United States. Wow. That will be something akin, if not worse than, 
the Great Depression that brought mm. Franklin Delano Roosevelt to power, mm. interestingly. Yeah. That's at a practical, you know, level that, that will touch all of our lives yep. profoundly. Yeah. I personally believe that in addition to that, if we go along with, if we actually sit idly by, let alone if we enable yet another piece of the free world right. to be chewed off by right. China, as it right. did Hong Kong recently, right. it won't end there. Mm. It's especially uh, in this book that I mentioned, The CCP is at War with America, we cite a very important speech made 20 years ago by the man who was then the defense minister of China. His name was Qi Hao Chen, General Qi Hao Chen. And General Qi said, among other things, that the Chinese Communist Party uh, had, under Deng Xiaoping, that former general secretary I mentioned earlier, set as the mission of its biological warfare program, which, by the way, is illegal, hmm. the depopulation of the United States. Wow so that it could be colonized by China. Wow. But he also said something else that was important. He said to this secret meeting of party cadre, there's going to be a lot of talk about Taiwan, but our real target is the United States. Wow. So that's where we find ourselves. Mm. Taiwan may be the appetizer course. It may be that in the pursuit of Taiwan, our assets, our personnel, even our territory will be attacked by China. But make no mistake about it, what they did in that original biological warfare attack against us, the so-called SARS-CoV-2 virus and the COVID-19 pandemic, was at the very least a proof of concept mm. for how they could affect that outcome. And just today, I understand my friend Bill Gertz has an article saying they are actually now working at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where the SARS-CoV-2 yep. virus came yep. from, on a virus that will take 60% casualties, not 1%. And if that is aimed at us, especially if they've succeeded at doing what they say they're working on, which is to make these viruses ethnically targetable, mm. Mm then you could see them wiping us out and uh, having, in fact, the opportunity to realize right. their objective stated decades ago of colonizing our country. Unbelievable. Um, it's such an important conversation because, as you said, it's us, the citizens of the United States, that can make a difference and can change the course of this. Um, where can people, once again, watch the webinar and follow you, follow the work that you do, read what you write? Uh, so, so important at this moment in time. Well, I've mentioned several of them, but may I make just one closing point? Please. Yeah, absolutely. This idea of trying to get a strategic course correction yep. with respect to this mortal enemy yep. through an electoral mandate to people who understand that needs to be done has a very important precedent. It, it played a very imprinting and formative impact on my life. In mm. 1980, a guy by the name of Ronald Reagan yeah. sought just such a mandate, such a course correction, when he said this idea of engagement, they didn't call it that, they called it detente, with the then totalitarian communist 
enterprise that sought our destruction, the Soviet Union. He said, you know, we can't coexist with these guys, let alone enrich them through detente and prop them up. We need to roll them back and destroy them. Mm. And that's what he did with that mandate. And the rest, as they say, is history. We need to do it again. We can do it again. And this election is when we need to. PresentDangerChina.org is a fabulous resource of webinars, videos, and other information. CCPAtWar.com has our book, which is available for free, as I said, as well as how you can get the brief and how you can get it to your would-be representatives. And uh, my Center for Security Policy site is always also very helpful, securefreedom.org. Awesome. Frank Gaffney, once again, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate you. I appreciate your time and the work you guys do. Thank you. Yes, sir. My name is Jeremy Stolnicker. I'm the CEO of the Mighty Oaks Foundation, and I'm here with my pastor, Steve Chappell, who is the pastor of Coastline Baptist Church here in Oceanside, California. And we are here today to tell you about our new book, Offensive Faith. In the Old Testament, the psalmist asked the rhetorical question, if the foundations be destroyed, what are the righteous to do? And it seems like we're living in a time when the foundations are being destroyed in a lot of different ways. Here's the great news. God has given us incredible insight in His Word that can not only encourage us to hold on in times like these, but to help us to move forward by faith. And I think our goal in this book and what we hope for you, once you pick it up and you read it, is that you will be encouraged and equipped to go on the offense with your faith in a world that seems so often out of control. Order your copy of Offensive Faith today on Amazon.com. Very grateful for Frank and uh, the work that he and his team do. Um, you need to follow him to, to understand what's going on. Some of these topics, uh, like the one that we just discussed, talking about China and what their ultimate goals are, their agenda, uh, it can be heavy. Certainly, it can be even a little bit scary. Uh, there's no reason to be scared, and there is hope, of course. There are things that we can do, as Frank outlined but we need to be aware of them. So often things are happening around the world that will have a real impact on us and more importantly, our children and grandchildren. And yet uh, we don't take the time to stop and figure out what's going on and what we can do about it. Uh, very important conversation. Please take this, share it out. I know there are folks in your life that need to hear it. Thank you for listening. If you are not yet subscribed to the podcast, subscribe right now. You need to subscribe and uh, make sure that you are getting this content as it is delivered three times a week. Want to make sure you're on the cutting edge of some of these very important conversations. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. And we will talk to you next time. Many of you know that my day job is working for an organization called the Mighty Oaks Foundation. I've had the opportunity to work with the Mighty Oaks Foundation for a little over 10 years now and very grateful for that opportunity. I served in the United States Marine Corps and left in 2003. When I came back from Iraq and got out of the Marine Corps, I transitioned and had some of the same struggles that many of our veterans today have. Uh, That transition time can be very, very difficult. I moved on with the help and support of my family and others in my close-knit community, 
and really in many ways tried to walk away from my service. It was too hard, too difficult for me to look back, to remember, to stay connected, and so I chose not to. About 10 years after I walked away, I was reconnected with many of the men that I had served with uh, in Iraq and even before that Iraq deployment and came to understand that so many of the men that I served with did not do well. I came home and I struggled, but I had a family around me and I had a community around me that helped me to get back on my feet and continue moving forward. So many of those that I had served with, however, did not have the same opportunity. They came home and didn't have that family around them, that community that could lift them up. And so they made some decisions, decisions that we talk about often in the veteran community. I was reminded about 10 years after my service that some of the men that I served with in Iraq came home and struggled and decided that it would be best for them to end their lives. Others who had not taken their lives, but who had struggled from one relationship to the next, from one job to another, and had never really gotten back on their feet. I learned after 10 years that walking away from my military service was not really an option. (laughs) You see, we think we can hang our uniform in the closet for the last time and walk away, but our obligation to those that we served with remains. It was at that time that I had the opportunity to get connected to the Mighty Oaks Foundation. It was just getting started. I met our founder, Chad Robichaud. And together we began to work on what is today a national nonprofit serving veterans, active duty service members, and more and more the first responders in our community. That's what we do. You see, Chad served in the Marine Corps as well, and both of us have an understanding, and so many of the folks, many, many folks that work with us now who served in the military and in the first responder community understand that we may get out, we may hang the uniform up, but we still have an obligation to care for those who have served or are serving. That's exactly what we do at the Mighty Oaks Foundation every single day. We run programs across the country for those who have served, veterans, or are serving, active duty service members, those who are serving in their community as first responders, police officers and firefighters, and others in that first responder community. We serve them by helping them to understand that there is life beyond their service, that their identity should be wrapped up in more than a uniform or a job that they've done or are doing, that there is a purpose, that there is a plan. In fact, that God, the creator, has something he intends for them. And that if they'll simply align their lives to the life that he has for them, so much of the trauma, so much of the difficulty, so much of their past, so many of those things that have a hold on them, they may not go away, but they won't maintain the hold and the control. Here's the message we try to convey and communicate. There is hope. And there is a community of people found within the Mighty Oaks Foundation that understand where you've been because we've been there. We don't have it all figured out. We're certainly not perfect, but we've taken some steps to move forward and we want to take you with us. That's what we do. How do we do that? Again, by communicating the fact that there is hope, by connecting with others who've been there and know how to move forward and by getting around you and supporting you as you begin to take those very important steps yourself. The Mighty Oaks Foundation is blessed to have supporters across the country that make it possible for us to do the work that we do at no cost to the veteran, the active duty service member, or the first responder. For you to attend our program, you simply need to set aside five days and come to one of our locations, one of our facilities. We'll do the rest. There will be no cost to you for the program, no cost for the 
transportation to get you to the program. We do all the planning and all the logistics. You simply need to get there. We want to remove every obstacle for you to get the help, the encouragement, the strengthening, (laughs) the hope, the renewal that you need. We're thankful for the opportunity to do that. Perhaps you are not a veteran or a service member. You're not in the first responder community, but you care about those who have served and are serving our communities. Well, you may fall into the other category then. Perhaps you're someone that can support what we do financially to make it possible for those folks to come along. Maybe your support is not financial support, but you know someone in your community, in your town, in your church, uh, in a club, or something else that you're a part of that could use this kind of support and encouragement. Plug them in. Let us help them. Let us get them on the road. No cost to them. We want to do the work, but we need you to get them to us. That was a lot of words. If you listen to the show, you know I say a lot of words sometimes. So let me point you to the one place where you can get all your questions answered. MightyOaksPrograms.org is our website. MightyOaksPrograms.org. There you will find more information about what we do as an organization. There's an application for those who would like to apply. Fill that application out. Our team will get back to you, set everything else up. If you would like to support the work of the Mighty Oaks Foundation, you'll find a place to do that there as well. And there is also a section for resources. So many of you know people who need help but may not start by coming to a program, attending a program, but they would read a book, they would watch a video, they would listen to a testimony. We have those resources there for you as well. So please come and join us at the Mighty Oaks Foundation's website, mightyoaksprograms.org. Our veterans, active duty members, and first responders need our support. Maybe you're in that category. You need our support. And that begins by going to the Mighty Oaks Programs website, mightyoaksprograms.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.